0: Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 250, which is crazy to say, but okay. Um, yeah, 250 podcasts. <laughs> oh, that makes me laugh. Anyway, yes, I am calling this one Decluttering with Chronic Illness. I hope it's okay to say chronic illness, Liza. I hope it is. Anyway, um, chronic physical challenges. I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to say it, but in this podcast, I am talking with Liza and she is one of our kindred spirits. Uh, if you want to find out more about how to be a kindred spirit, go to Patreon, dot com slash a slob comes clean. Uh, and you can find out how to become a, a patron of the show that way. And anyway, so uh, Liza is one of our patrons and I've done several other strategy sessions with other patrons and, and this one I'm doing with her. And I really appreciate it as we were talking about what's working for her. Um, before we got into, you know, just some of the challenges that she's facing and talking through those. One of the things she talked about is how much she, she shares about very openly and scientifically and everything about the uh, ongoing condition that she has, um, and her unique situation. And And why it is that even though exhaustion is something that's a major challenge for her, the take it there right now is better for her than making piles of things to take later. And I think that's real important because I, we all, I mean, me included, think that there's no way that it's better for my energy levels, even though I don't struggle with those um, challenges that she has, but you know, there's no way that this makes sense for my energy to go ahead and take it there right now. It would be so much more efficient to not do that. And instead, she just really explains why it's actually better for her to do that. So, um, so I love that because it's kind of confirmation, you know, of what I've been telling you guys for like 250 podcasts. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm not mad. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I just loved hearing that. But we also talked through um, just, you know, emotional attachment of her young son uh, to his stuff and just her own, uh, just a lot of overthinking, which I think is a big part of the challenge for me, for a lot of us. So we really go into some different things. and I think you're going to enjoy this podcast from her. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So here's Liza. I am here with Liza. So we are talking, um, I want you to tell me your unique situation. Like what is your unique life situation, home situation, all that.
1: Okay. I'm a stay at home mom, but I have a disorder that works like Parkinson's. So, um, at the beginning of the day, I take medicine to make my legs work in the way that my brain is telling them to. Okay. You know, move in the direction they're planning. I, I was planning for them, too, and things like that, and hands pouring correctly. Um, it's something I've had lifelong. It's not a degenerating condition. It's not sad. Don't worry about it. Don't be, don't feel sorry for And then I have a daughter who is turning nine and, and a half, and she doesn't speak. She's not body trained, and she's not fabulous at following most directions, but she's really sweet. I have a five-year-old who um, overcompensates for any drama in the house (laughs) with his own drama. And uh, he's darling and brilliant. And then I have twin babies. They're 16 months. I'm still nursing. Yay. And that messes with my, my disability thing. And then I have a sweet, sweet husband, but he works nights. So at three o'clock every day, when my son is barely home from school, he leaves me. And then I've got four kids for myself for bedtime.
0: And then I'm exhausted. Okay. So let me clarify a couple things. Did you mean that you can't take your medication while you're nursing or?
1: No. Okay. So it's just that the chemicals that are messed up in a Parkinson's related condition, you need more dopamine. And when you're nursing, the chemical that causes you to be able to nurse is prolactin and prolactin
0: tells the brain make less dopamine when you're already not making enough. That's a problem. Okay. And then the other thing too, you, um, is your nine year old who is nonverbal is, is she home full time? She's home, um, at five o'clock in the afternoon. so
1: So she's not home when dad's home most of the day
0: she is home though in the night. Um, Okay. Okay. So she goes to school or to therapy. I know you'd said in your notes about therapy that is. Yeah. It's a 40 hour a
1: week therapy program. It's not technically a school, but to kind of train her to use the bathroom and things like that. Okay. Wow.
0: So you have some unique challenges. So I'm excited to talk to you. Um, I hear from people a lot who have challenges that um, are very similar to ones that you're facing. So I think that you sharing and you being open is going to be really helpful to a lot of people. So I really appreciate your time. It means a lot. I'm very much looking forward to it. Well, let's, let's talk about your successes first. Let's talk about what strategy the number one strategy that's had the biggest impact on your home that you have gained from, have you read the books? Is Are you mostly a podcast listener or?
1: Okay. I think that while I was still recovering from the surgery to have the twins, I started listening to library books and I was like, man, it'd be nice if I could find something about decluttering, (laughs) that I could actually functionally do. And, um, actually I have kind of a, I'm socially a little weird and I like to say that I can process social situations, but I can't do it at the speed of life. So when I saw decluttering <laughs> at the speed of life, I'm like, oh, that sounds like something I would say. And that sounds like something I need. So that was the one
0: I clicked on and I was like, oh, oh, she's lived in my head before. <laughs> it was nice. That's great. So, That's great. so what listening. has been the, the biggest thing that has impacted your home?
1: Well, listening to the books and listening to, well, the first one I started with was Decluttering at the Speed of Life, like I okay. said. So I would say that the dishes helped me the most. But by the time I got to the thing about the dishes, that was the second book I read. And it was reinforcing something that happened when my dishwasher broke down and I was pregnant with twins. And I knew I wouldn't survive if I got behind the um, because I've gotten behind before. Before I was really diagnosed with my um, disorder. I used to get to the point where there were two days in a row that I wouldn't be able to do dishes. You know, and just standing at the kitchen for more than ten minutes was hard. And doing the dishes took more than ten minutes because my my hands were moving slowly. And of course, it's worse when you just had a baby and you're busier when you just had a baby. It was insane. Oh yes. So I, when I was pregnant, I was already thinking. You know, if you get behind on dishes, you're going to be sitting in that chair wishing the dishes were done. Oh, yeah. And I could get my butt up and do the dishes. Anyway, so the cluttering was take it there now. And I was like, oh, when it's done, it's done. And it gave me permission to waste the time to walk across the house. And what was revolutionary for me about that is that when your body is not obeying you, not functioning the way you want it to, I've seen other people pile their tasks so that they can do it in one trip. But then your body is exhausting itself and it takes a whole lot more thought to think through the motions and it, you're putting a whole lot more weight on your joints and you're putting a whole lot more weight on your muscles. And I just noticed that every time I took one thing, it was that much easier for my body. And the encouragement that once it's done, it's done was a huge blessing because I stuff shifted a lot. I would focus on the surface I'm cleaning and not on the piece of being able to know that I don't have to think about where that item is anymore. And And it was beautiful. So the combination of take it there now and where would I look for it first? And I'm not sure if that's how I filled out the form, but
0: I go back and forth on, on which was the best one. I, I really one. appreciate you sharing that because that I think is, is a, predictive hang up for a lot of people who, who are in your situation. And it is just a fact of life that you have to think about your energy levels and you have to think about the physical exertion and the take it there now can seem like it's going to be more exhausting. But what you're saying is, you know, there's physical stuff that's happening anyway, while you're in the midst of working on the space, even if you're not taking it there right now. And so then by the time it's time to take things to their places, you've already used that energy. Is that what you're saying? That and
1: when you're taking a big load, okay, my muscles work really well when I'm walking, for example. But if I run, they'll punish me for days because it's, it's a much quicker pace and it takes a lot more of the chemical to get my body to react when I'm doing a large task, taking a lot of things, making a lot of decisions about putting a lot of things in one away in one trip, I tend to go past the place where I was supposed to deposit the hairbands and then go to the diapers and then walk back to the place where I was going to deposit the hairbands, oh, yeah. drop off the makeup and carry the hairbands with me to put away the scotch tape. And so because dopamine is involved in decisions and it in your mood changes and I'm exhausted, and I'm not thinking clearly anymore. And so it backfires in lots of ways. It backfires muscularly. It backfires in my coordination. It backfires in my motor planning and in in just my realization of what I'm doing as I'm going through the task. And so when I take one thing, it's done. And it doesn't take nearly as much brains to look at my hand and go, oh, those are hairbands. I go to the
0: hairband place. That's excellent. I really appreciate you talking through that because I think that's going to be helpful for a lot of people. So I love that. I love the way that that you explain that. So thank you for that. Okay, let's move into the questions that you had in um we're doing a strategy session. So I probably said this in my little intro that I'm going to record in the future. <laughs> but, um this is the weird thing about doing this. But anyway, it is it's, it's time bending. Yeah, it is. Very time bending for sure. Um but you are a kindred spirit and um yeah. that means that you are a patron of the show. So you support the show at a $5 level and Because of that, um, I'm doing interviews, I'm doing strategy sessions. So we are here to talk not just about, yay, these things work, but I want to dive into some specific issues. We were talking before we got started that sometimes I really um, still question, like, am i really helping people with this stuff because because you know i mean it's just it, it i still have that weird identity issue of this yeah. thing i talk about is the thing that i don't feel great at but anyway so I, it is a little bit weird to say hey i'm going to help you figure your problems out but i think it does help to go through these strategies and say okay how can they apply in your unique situation so we're basically brainstorming because i haven't lived in your home and lived with your health concerns and all those kinds of things but we're going to do that so and the reason I mentioned you're a patron is that that's who I'm doing these strategy sessions with. So thank you for volunteering and being willing to use your real name. Cause that was an option. And I'm, I think everybody so far has said, yeah, use my name. And I'm like, really?
1: <laughs> it's amazing well, you've already, you were already not
0: noni, And you already broke that chain barrier. So yes. we don't have that chain barrier. Well, I appreciate that, that it means a lot to me. So, okay. So your first question, um, Okay. So your question was, I need to help my kids get this whole clutter mindset changed without traumatizing them. So tell me though, about emotionally, let's address specifically the emotions and the trauma that you feel like. So how has he reacted to decluttering that, that you're concerned about?
1: When we got the Batman, it was like, okay, we donated all this stuff. And then he's like, but now I got to go and get it back. And so he experienced decluttering react, regret and then he, he would amplify. I don't know if he was testing me on his emotions and just pushing buttons um, anymore. But originally it just felt like, you know, he had no concept of the permanence of it. When we went to a birthday party, he wanted this convertible vehicle for, you know, that was a version of his favorite toy. And then when I was like, "Oh, we're getting to the point where your clutter is kind of, you know, messing you up. What do you want to get rid of?" He always chooses the favorites, like the ones he uses the most. I have a tendency to punish myself, and I feel like he's watching me say, "I don't deserve this," and punishing himself
0: in the process of getting some okay. So the main issue that you're experiencing is his decluttering regret. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So you had mentioned in your notes that he had had a like that you had had a garage sale before we
1: tried and then, and then I had a car full of stuff that I didn't want to sell at a garage sale okay that didn't happen
0: and so so the goodwill donating experience is you feel like he got rid of the stuff and then did not when we got to the- that it was gone for good is that what the issue is that was in that was in January,
1: and then the, the garage sale was in, like, July. He'd gotten some toys from somebody else's garage sale, and he was really excited about somebody else getting to get his toys and connecting to that experience for them. And so then he was disappointed when that wasn't part of the process of giving away. Okay. You know.
0: Um, have you guys visited a, a donation center, like a thrift store or something, so we can kind of see what it yes. is that – stuff is going to. Okay. Um, are and then you he immediately wants to buy everything? Oh yeah. I understand. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not encouraging visiting the stores. <laughs> I just don't know. I mean, it just seems like there's kind of a disconnect there for him for understanding what's happening to this stuff. Is that right? Or yeah. He... Okay. So let me ask you about this. Cause I know for me, I've experienced decluttering regret and then I've lived through it. So this happened in what January and July, the, the times that you're talking about where are we now like is he still upset about these items or was it just there was a moment of frustration and being upset that he experienced back in july
1: there was a moment of frustration and regret so those items he's not upset about but it seems to have put in him this decision making process where oh i see this object so i'll donate it. he's not engaging his brain when he's thinking about donating. He's just, I see this, I can grab it. It's easy to grab it, and I can do what mommy wants me to do and donate something.
0: Are you practicing the container concept with him? Do you have an actual donate box in the room? I don't know if he can read yet or not, but that says the word donate on it, so he understands these are the things that I'm putting in there. So it sounds like he's he's kind of randomly coming up with things that he's willing to donate, and then, yeah, I'll donate this, because mom talks about donating, and then. He regrets it later. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you taking active times? Like, okay, we are going to spend 10 minutes in your room right now. And we're going to put all of your car related stuff in this one basket or bucket or shelf or yeah. whatever, and put your favorites in there first, whatever doesn't fit. Are you are you actively like talking him through the container concept? Um, when we,
1: we would start, And so, yes, we have containers for everything, and we've talked about how they will fill up. But then you starts filling it up with other things that don't fit the category.
0: Okay, here's what I would do. Here's what I would do. It's just – it's one of those things with kids where it's tough because you live with them 365 days a year, and so it's just an ongoing thing. But then sometimes for me with my kids, it helps to go – Okay, I'm gonna take this thirty minutes right now and think of this as teaching time, like active teaching time, that then will be, you know, something that they'll use on an ongoing basis. But I in my brain need to think of this as a decluttering lesson, you know? So taking it and saying, Okay, we're just gonna worry about cars right now, you know, or whatever it is, but we're just gonna use cars for oh, example. But we're just so gonna you worry
1: divide it up.
0: Yeah, we're just the whole room. <laughs> yeah, we're no, don't look at the whole room. So, you know, go through the process. You've maybe done some trash or whatever, but we're going to really focus on container right now. And we're going to say, okay, we're going to consolidate your cars. Consolidate me, you know, whatever. Let's gather up all your cars and let's, you know, this is our space that we have for cars. We have this shelf that you want to put cars on. So, pick up all your favorite cars and put them on this shelf. And then anything that doesn't fit is going to go in this donate box right here, you know, and then that helps to separate out and going through that process will help trigger in his mind what it is that we're doing here instead of because the thing that was always my personal problem when I would declutter was the randomness like the, you know, time where I was told to just walk around my house and put things in a bag or a box to de- to donate. That was hard for me because it just felt so random. So focusing in on, you know, this is the space that I have for cars and this is where we're going to honor the cars that you like most. We're going to put those in there first and then here's the donate box ready to go for anything that you kind of hesitate and think, I don't know if this deserves to be on the special car shelf or not, you know, but kind of helping him through that process on a much more uh, defined kind of space and level and item. Um, I think because what you're saying is that you, he's maybe not, and he's only five. I mean, come on, you know, I mean, he'll learn and he'll grow and all that, but he can start to, you know, start to grasp it. And, and what you're seeing is just kind of an overwhelm, a whole, like, I don't know that he's quite understanding what's going on here. So just break it down into a really small task. All right, let's talk about this episode's sponsor, BetterHelp. If you are finding staying on top of your mental health to be very challenging, check into BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online counseling that you can use from home. It allows you to connect with a licensed professional counselor in a safe and private online environment so you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist. BetterHelp has 3000 US licensed therapists across all 50 states. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. You can start communicating in under 24 hours though. I do want to be clear. This is not a crisis line. Here's the big advantage through BetterHelp, You have access to a broad expertise in the network. So whatever your unique needs are, you can find a counselor that will help you address those specific unique needs. You're not limited to what's available in your local area. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. And best of all, it's a truly affordable option. A Slob Comes Clean listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code CLEAN. So why not get started today? Code to betterhelp.com slash CLEAN. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com, dot com slash CLEAN. So, balance specifically um is kind of it sounds like from your question says whether it's time or space, my disorganized portion of my life keeps creeping into my organized portion, and in the process, you start to feel like you can't have fun, and we are fun people, right, aren't we? <laughs> Those of us <laughs> oh, queer, we're very fun <laughs> um but i I know i I really feel like I understand what you're saying, which is kind of that holding on for dear life over trying to make progress and maintain progress. And that means, okay, I don't have time to do any of this other stuff because I've got to maintain what I have done. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. Or if I start a, Oh, we've been talking a lot about the UFOs, the unfinished objects on the group now since we've had Maddie's um, podcast aired. And, um, when you start a UFO, oh my goodness, all this stuff comes out on the kitchen table and the kitchen table was declutterable before, but now you're in the middle of a project. So you have everything there and the table isn't where you'd look for that stuff. You have to walk all the way back and put it back.
0: And And so it makes you feel like I can't do a fun project because then it becomes this kind of, no man's land of stuff in a space that maybe isn't designated for that. Do you have now I don't know and also,
1: also, I don't know if you do like this, but when I start like I was thinking about this podcast and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna just vent like my whole life if I don't start writing down and processing things now because there's just like this, it's like the dam breaks and you're like, I need this, I need this, and only this, and all of this,
0: and right now, and forever, and kids, don't talk to me, because I'm, you know... It, okay, so here's it, what I hear you saying, here's what I hear you saying, is that the natural feeling of that, oh my goodness, I just made this space under control, and now... This fun thing I want to do, whether it's baking cookies, whether it's letting my kids watercolor or whatever, this thing I want to do is now in this space that I got under control. And then that makes mm-hmm. me feel like I can't have fun and my house stand under control. And then all that brings out all the other feelings from life of feeling frustrated over things. So I I completely understand that. Here's the thing to remember that that project based stuff, the fun stuff, the watercolors, whatever it is that you wanted to do is not clutter until you just leave it there after you're done using it. Okay? So it's not clutter. The whole the the point of a table is to be used for eating, but it's also to be used for homework and projects and painting and all that. You know, I mean like that's the point of a table, right? Is a workspace and an eating space. Okay, so as long as that stuff is being actively used, it's not clutter yet. It's only clutter when you walk away from it, right?
1: In some ways. Okay. But the fact that I have it means that it's occupying space somewhere in my house, and I don't know if it's the highest and best use of who I am to have those goals of doing that.
0: Okay, so I am still personally even after, though I've made a ton, done a cl- ton of decluttering, my house is so much better than it ever used to be. Um, I feel like we can function, do all those things. I am still not at a point where I get to consider what's the absolute best way for my house to function because that is a perfection mentality. Like what is the absolute best way for me to do things in my house? I don't think I'm ever going to get to that point where I really get to say, is this the very best way? Instead, it's what do we need to do as a family right now? What do you need to do as a mom to enjoy being a mom? Is it some of these projects and things? I mean, like, is that what you envisioned? Did you envision that you were going to do crafts with your kids or do projects or things like that?
1: Yeah, I envisioned myself teaching my kids. I envisioned myself cooking way more than I do. Okay. I envisioned myself more peaceful around them than I am. Okay. So if
0: you, if you envisioned that, that was a big thing for me is I wanted to do the painting. Like that was I mean, not that I'm a painter, but that's what I wanted to do with my kids. I wanted them to be able to paint on the table. My tendency is to pull all that stuff out, have the fun and then be done. And when I was done, that stuff was still all over the table and then it collected more clutter and more clutter. And then we couldn't eat on the table because the table was cluttered. And then we couldn't do more projects because of that guilt that just would pile on where instead <laughs> saying this, you're <laughs> holding up a painting right now, but instead <laughs> saying, okay, this is a valid use of my decluttered space. It's valid to spend time painting with my kids. Like that is a legitimate, Use of this space, and then recognizing that part of the painting process is going to be cleaning up the painting stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's I the easy part.
1: That. The hard part is, who am I as a mom when I'm painting just for me?
0: You know, there's a lot of value in your kids seeing you paint, and your kids if, if you are a creative creative person who wants to paint, then your kids seeing you paint is a completely valid thing. I'm, now, the, here's where I'm not a parenting advisor. I don't give parenting advice. But I will tell you <laughs> that I think there's a lot of value in your kids seeing you go about your day and not having to stop everything and just constantly make your attention on the kids. Um, I mean, my kids are teenagers now, and they're very functional. And they're very, you know, I mean, like, I look at it and I say, you know, that was just my philosophy. I was like, I wanted to provide them a place to be imaginative and be creative. That was my goal in being a stay-at-home mom. It was not to play with them all day long. You know, that we, we did interact all the time, of course, you know, but like, that's not how I spent my days. And it's fine if you do, if that's what you want to do, that's great. But there's, you know, you painting is not a bad use of your time. I mean, I mean, at all, you know, I mean, that's, that's not, neglecting motherhood to paint unless you're neglecting your children to paint, you know, but, but them seeing you paint, I mean, my goodness, you have the blessing of twins who have a playmate for the rest of their life. I mean, my, my best childhood memories are not my mother playing with me. They're me and my friends and my brother playing and making our own fun. You know, I mean, that is, that's what childhood is. It's kind of its own, its own thing. Anyway, we're getting off on parenting here. <laughs> but I, I don't mean that as a, this is what you should do. I'm just saying, don't feel guilty for painting. Uh, you know, if that's, if that's what makes your heart happy, then do some painting, you know, and, and think of your decluttering and all this as being something that, um, allows for that, you know, that, that that's to me, what was interesting to me is I got daily habits under control. And as I got the clutter out, it lessened my guilt for those creative things. I so desperately wanted to do because it freed up time for me. I don't know if I'm rambling. but (laughs) Okay. Is there anything else that you wish that we would have talked about that we haven't talked about yet?
1: No, I'm glad that I got an opportunity to talk to you. I, I've, Like when I, you were on Twitter and you'd respond, to would be like, maybe someday I'll get to ask her. And so I'm really blessed for the face-to-face time because I've been wanting to ask
0: that for a very long time. Well, I hope it was helpful. Okay, so let's talk about what you love about kindred spirits. Okay, there's always somebody
1: who's going off on a different... You know, oh, I want to branch out in this area of my life. Like a couple months ago, there was a gal that was working on just getting things done throughout life and not just decluttering. So there's people bringing in their own ideas, Mm -hmm. and you can see how their ideas relate to other areas of life. And how, since we all have kind of a similar way of processing things, you can get a look at how people are organizing their finances, how people are organizing the other daily tasks that aren't as simple as a big visually obvious pile of dishes which (laughs) is a great reminder to do the dishes but um there's a lot of talk a little bit of talk about our whys I like seeing people be vulnerable with one another I like that well we go off topic because it is safe and we know it's safe and you declare in the podcast every week that it's going to be a safe place so we know it's going to be safe and we're responsible for keeping it safe and and honoring the the space that it is so it's a great place to search things and to remember that our most vulnerable point is that we need safe space for each other and so it's one of the most emotionally secure groups i've been in and i like that because it it takes a lot of drama out of Man, I need some light event, and I don't want to fail anybody I love. So let's go here.
0: (laughs) It's it's me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that um, one of the things that you said uh, when you answered the question on here was. It's nice to be around people who actually know how the method works. And I think that Yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah Sorry, I think I, that for me personally, because sometimes, you know, I get into these random conversations and people want me to solve all their problems with one little thing. And I'm like, I, you know, I only really advertise the Patreon stuff on the podcast because I feel like those are the people who have been like thinking long-term about all these kinds of things and implementing them in their lives, you know, instead of just reading one blog post, I'm not going to advertise the Patreon group on one blog post because they might just read that one and think, Oh, you know, but it's like, I really like how people, they all get it. They get what it is that we're trying to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've been in, I actually, I um, joined the Patreon. I thought it would be like some other groups I know of when they're paid groups. It's like, Oh, it's 30 bucks. I don't count, and um, so it's nice watching, like the way you process things and the way you process the value of money, is similar to the way I process the value of money and money decisions and the weight of money decisions being crushing. I like that it's approachable. I like that there's there's a bar for entry. I like that it blesses you actually. I like that it provides more financial because I feel like every month I'm taking care of something. someone who's
0: taking care of me. Oh, well, thank you. And that feels like an honor too. Well, thank you. Well, I really appreciate your time. Liza, right. Or Elizabeth, either one, but yeah, (laughs) right. Right. Um, But I do, I appreciate your time so much. I appreciate um, that you're willing to come on here and I really um, appreciate your unique perspective with your physical challenges that you face and, One of the things that I noticed from our call today is that maybe you are kind of hard on yourself emotionally sometimes, but I'm just going to say that the fact that you have taken um, a diagnosed physical condition and you look at it and you say, oh, well, if I just do this, then this is so much easier. I mean, your realistic and very matter of fact way of stating how you have tackled that and how you, have, how you are making progress on something that's very overwhelming for a lot of people who don't have physical challenges. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that is really inspiring. So I want you to be proud of yourself. And um, I have really enjoyed our call. Okay. Thank you so much to Liza for coming on and talking to me for this week's episode. I really um, appreciated her openness and her honesty. And I hope you guys are able to take these strategy sessions and go, Oh, yeah, these things apply to all different kinds of situations and unique life circumstances. And I am going to apply them to my own life, you know, so anyway, if you would like to find out more about being a patron of the show, joining this super secret Facebook group that we talked about, but also, you know, getting on the schedule at some point, we're, you know, kind of, it it may be a while before we um, record some more because we're good right now before summer. Um, But uh, if if you would like to um, get on this uh, schedule for doing one of these strategy sessions, go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean and find out what it means to be a patron of the show. Okay, I will talk to you guys later. Hope you're having a great week during this very interesting time of life. Okay.